Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is the first segment this year. It's called Myth Takes, and it's our monthly classics talk. So, I'm talking about ancient Greece here, ancient Rome... Uh, myths, legends, battles, despots, deities. Our world, after saying that list, has changed a lot in 2,000 years, but uh, it also hasn't changed that much at all. So, on the second Wednesday of every month, we're going to be joined by classics educator and enthusiast Ben Jackson. And because it's Valentine's Day, we're talking today about love and romance. Ben, kia ora, thanks for joining us. Good evening, good evening, and thank you for having me. It's really wonderful. It's a delight. Tell us, first of all, a bit about yourself. You are a massive classics nerd. I believe that's what it says on your CV. What set you on this path, please? Um, I've I've been classical all my life, I could say. Um, I am I'm a lover of, of Latin. I did Latin all through school and classical studies all the way through university, and then I realised uh, it was it was my dream to teach that to the next generation, and so that's been that's been my life ever since I, I left university. I've been in a university or school most of my life, so I've just been following that passion. Studying Latin at school, you can't do that in New Zealand anymore, can you? No, no, you can't, and that made life harder for me as a Latin teacher. But um, that's probably a topic for another evening. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I remember being outraged when that happened, and in fact, doing a podcast about it on the detail back in the day. Um, very important question for you, Ben: Are you an ancient Greece man, or are you an ancient Rome man, or are you something else altogether? <laughs> that's that's always a tough one. As you were saying before about um, Blade Runner, it's like choosing between your children. Yeah. Um, I obviously came with the bias of having taken Latin first and so being brought up essentially with Rome and all that. Um, but then teaching classics and getting into a lot of the Greek mythology, uh, I, I genuinely couldn't choose between them. They're both wonderful. I mean, what's the shorthand difference between the two? Is it that the Romans liked fighting people and the Greeks liked lying around and philosophizing? Um, I wouldn't say that the Greeks were were not ne- not necessarily a unified people. Yeah. That's one of the great misnomers about the ancient world is that they really were a bunch of different states and they were very good at fighting each other. Okay. Whereas the Romans kind of just were good at conquering. <laughs> right. Okay. No. Nice. I like that. That's a good. That's a good shorthand. I'll remember that uh, for the rest of my life. Okay. Now it is serendipitous that your first appearance lands on the fourteenth of February because um, you're going to take us through four myths to do with love and romance um yeah before we get to it do you think it's fair to say the classical world maybe had a a, an interesting and perhaps different idea of what romance constituted to what we would now in 2024 for sure. I mean, uh, in some ways, the, the status and the relationship between men and women was was quite different in a different age. Um, and we see that in sometimes the very uneven uh, reporting and writing that we read about um, these things. We get very little from a female perspective. Um, but I would say that 
romance and love and the deep emotions are an absolute timeless quality and we see that in these myths um that that it's just you know people have been in love with each other for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and it's the same feelings that they get all the time you've suggested a few different myths hopefully we'll get through mm-hmm. most of them this evening um yeah. let's start with orpheus and eurydice yes um one of the one it's great to start with a tragic love myth shall we say Isn't it? um but but Orpheus is one of the great tragic tales from Greece that is still uh, still very powerful today and people are reinventing and rediscovering it all the time. Um, Orpheus was a son of uh, son of the muse, one of the muses, and he was a poet and uh, he was he was gifted with the talent and he fell in love with Eurydice, a beautiful young lady. And depending on whose story uh, you listen to, they either fell in love and were, were lovely together or she ran away at the first sight of him. Depends who you're listening to. <laughs> um, but the, the the first tragedy in the story was that that she died um, before they could live their lives happily together. And normally and that so, would be the end, right? But not in the ancient yes. Greek world. <laughs> no, Orpheus was not the kind of guy to just give up on that. She was... <laughs> so beautiful or so entrancing or or whatever it was that he simply would not take her death, which he wasn't present for as well. So he was, he hadn't, he lost that sense of connection and grief. He wouldn't take it lying down. In fact, he, he marched himself to the gates of Hades, the underworld. Mm -hmm. um, And he, he stood before Hades, the king there of that kingdom. And he sang a song so beautiful that it moved even the ruler of the land of the dead to, to reconsider his steadfast rule that no one could return from his land. Oh, nice. And of course, yeah, of course. And, 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 and you can imagine that, um, his, his, the song would have been so beautiful to move such a hard-hearted man as, as Hades. Um, but, of course, he was, uh, it was a very keen ruler, and so he came up with a solution to his problem that um, Orpheus would be allowed to take Eurydice with him back to the surface, provided that he walked ahead and she behind him and he never turned around to look at her. Which seems like a very cruel and arbitrary condition to introduce because it's like saying, yes. don't imagine a pink elephant and I'll give your dead girlfriend mm. back to you. <laughs> yes, perhaps not a sentence that many people have said in history yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but of course the tragedy comes through the psychological aspect of this. You can imagine that the, the first half of the journey went fine and, and with every step he got closer, the, the sweat poured on his brow and he called out to her and she didn't call back to him and his doubt grew and grew and grew and he was perhaps one or two steps away from reaching the real world when he finally gave in to that temptation, that pressure, that insecurity, and he turned around and she was there and then she was gone. Oh. Utterly tragic. <laughs> so what happened to Orpheus, do we know? Um, well, that's a very interesting story, actually. Um, in some versions of the myth, he gets very upset um, and he swears he swears off women forever and he was apparently the first uh, Greek person to invent loving other men. Oh, right. <laughs> so wow, might be really? the founder of that tradition. Orpheus. Yes, in some traditions, yes. yes. Gee whiz. Good uh, on you, lad. Fun and man. in other ones, he upsets some nymphs and gets torn apart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have some very interesting takes on these stories. So I guess the moral... Um, but that's not one that people... 
the, the moral of that story is... That's not one is, that people um, learn about. Yeah. No, indeed, yeah. And the moral of that story, I suppose, is um, if you strike a devilish bargain with the Lord of the Underworld, you should take the terms of that bargain very seriously. Well, yes, and, and, and also it, it, it speaks to the, uh, the the great insecurity that we, I guess, feel when we are in love and we are loved that uh, you're never entirely safe. That's <laughs> <laughs> Profound wisdom and advice here on <laughs> RNZ Nights from the classical world. Uh, we're talking myths and legends with Ben Jackson. Um, the second story that you wanted to share with us today is mm. of uh, Cupid and Psyche. And the mm. um, the shock of this is that Cupid, in fact, is not a flying baby who shoots people with arrows. <laughs> He's certainly not a baby, although he was he was often depicted in that way when when it was when it was appropriate or when they felt like it. Uh. Um, but the but the shooting arrows does actually crop up in the story, which is interesting. Fire away. So, so Cupid, also known as Eros to the Greeks, was the son of Aphrodite or Venus, goddess of love. And Psyche was a beautiful mortal um, woman. She was the, the daughter, one of three daughters of a king. And... Um, People loved her so much that they worshipped her instead of Venus. Now, if you know anything about ancient gods, uh, Venus did not take that very nicely. So mm. she sent her son on this mission to uh, fire one of his little arrows at her and make her fall in love with some great monster or demon. Um, and therefore, keep, basically get her off the market, market and make her suffer for being adored. <laughs> um in as as always in these stories, something went wrong, uh-huh. and Cupid uh, missed, or he he pricked himself with his own arrow, and oh. he fell madly in love with Psyche. Um, and and the story goes on from there because it's it's one where they're not able to to meet up together for in proper circumstances. They don't even know each other properly. He's allowed to finally sort of meet her at night, but the light has to be off, so she doesn't know who he is. Um, and then, um, then she, uh, finally she, she turns a light on here, flees away in horror, very Phantom of the Opera kind of style. Um, and, but he's of course beautiful. And so she's in love with him and she wanders the world looking for this lost love and eventually ends up in the service of Venus and having to do these, these horrible tasks that Venus sets to punish her even further. Um, which culminates with her having to go down to the underworld again um, to uh, to take a box and fill it with the beauty of Proserpina or Persephone, the, the queen of the underworld, um, which she's not allowed to open. And, of course, she opens the box ah. when she gets back. And then all that's left is a deadly, uh, not deathly, a deathly, but um, a deep and long slumber. And so she's, you know, she's she falls asleep forever until... Uh, along comes Cupid and he wakes her up and then they finally embrace and there's this beautiful moment where the two of them are are, are finally united, shall we say, and at that point uh, they, they, they beg the gods to allow Psyche to become immortal and, um, and based on the strength and beauty of their love, um, Zeus allows it and so Psyche becomes one of the one of the goddesses and they're happily ever after. Gee, I'll tell you what, the... the, the... The classical gods, they were very insecure, weren't they? They didn't take slights well at all. Well, we know what happened when uh, someone threw a golden apple at a wedding. We got the whole Trojan War after that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
the story of Cuban Psyche is wonderful, though, because our best version of it, or probably the first version of it, comes from it's a story told in the middle of a story in Apuleius's uh, Golden Ass. And um, if you ever get the chance to see Michael Hurst do his one-man show of that in New Zealand, I thoroughly recommend it because he does such a fantastic job of it. Great stuff. Great stories, timeless stories. Uh, ben Jackson, yeah. thanks so much for coming on and, and telling us about them. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm already looking forward to next time. Yeah, we um, we just got a text in, actually, which uh, which reads, was Asterix really that strong? Which might not fall into your wheelhouse, though, Ben. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's one we'll have to blame on the French, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> Again, great stuff. All right, have a good evening. And, all uh, of them. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> you too. We'll, we'll check in with you in a, in a month's time. That's Ben Jackson. Um, with the the first episode of Myth Takes. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.